Grab a cuppa and take a seat. This is the Disability Podcast. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Disability Podcast. My name is Stephen and I'm here with our usual suspects, Bethany, Cameron and Zoe. And today we are with Lee Wilkinson. Hello. And today's a little bit, a little bit different to what we usually do. This is sort of the nature of this um, podcast that we're trying to show that things aren't always as clear cut as they they may appear to be. So Lee's going to explain to us what his condition is. Now, uh, I tried to learn how to say the first part, which I believe is, oh. is it osteochondromata? Am I almost close? Very close. First half's right. <laughs> Let's have one more go. Osteochondromata. Very, that is pretty much there. <laughs> Osteochondromata. Dramata. Oste- Sorry. Oh. <laughs> and uh, basically, the bones of it is it's kind of it's kind of excuse the bone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's 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 kind of more more complicated. Your scenario is that is that correct? Uh, yeah. Well, as as so, I say osteochondromata because that's the uh, that's the, the the press name, so to speak. It's uh, it's sort of a. The, I haven't actually got a specific disease. Well, I have, but it's no one knows what it is. It's sort of a mixture of a few, and the the, the two it's closest to is one that's fairly common, called osteochondromata, and another illness called physiolaclasia, which I can't right. spell. That's why I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> um, and basically, they're both bone growth um illnesses where you grow extra bone and cartilage around well just randomly on your bones so they are effectively tumors um and one of the diseases it's supposed to go on flat bone and um and not joints and the other's joints and not flat bone and i've got both and one's meant to be one side of your body um and i've got it on both sides of my body um, but they both stop when you're um, when you stop growing officially um, from being a child, and so far they've stopped growing. So it's okay. always some positive news. Well, that's what we like to hear—positivity on this on this show. <laughs> Does that mean then, as well? It, is it? Am I assuming then that this is something from from birth and has always been present is that is that the way things work yeah so it first formed when i was i think i was two maybe 18 months um and i got one on my toe and um they thought um it was an extra toe growing uh, without any skin wow um and i was treated for that and well they just snipped it off but it was also um this is the uh uh, the benefit of not having a video because I'd show you how disgusting my toe is. Uh, <laughs> my toe's pretty much stunted at growth from there, so I've got just a very small, small toe on my right foot <laughs> um, as a result. But yeah, and then it escalated from there. Bloody bloody! I was treated for several different illnesses, um, and the the other illnesses I was treated for, um, it could all turn to cancer, which they was very, very scared of when I was a oh, child. Right. But luckily, mm-hmm. after being thrown around several doctors, by the time I was five or six, I think, 
um, a doctor had come across both of these illnesses before and um, has treated me for both of them the best he could. Right. And I suppose then, in terms of like the reality then of, of the day-to-day, in what ways, I suppose, did it first start to affect you, I suppose, in terms of what made you know life different? Yeah, so, well, initially... Uh, they were they were just starting to grow really fast when I got to about four or five just I was getting them all over my body so I've right up until my last operation was when I was I think 17 and that was my 24th operation so that shows you how fast they're growing and I um I had a lot of operations as a kid like all my like all down my chest my back all my legs hands Shoulders, knees, and toes. Right. <laughs> Literally everywhere. Everywhere. Um, and yeah, it meant that I was in and out of a wheelchair through the whole of my school life, basically. Right, Craigie. I'm, I mean, I'm, I can only imagine that that must have been possibly, you know, the most difficult thing to have to deal with. Because, I mean, you know, school's, school's hard anyway, but to be in and out of a wheelchair, I, mm. I can only imagine. Do you feel like at school people treated you differently when you were in the wheelchair compared to when you weren't? Um, yes and no. So, like, a lot of... I, I kept um, quite good friends with friends from primary school who had sort of... who had obviously grown up with it a bit more. So those friends sort of... Certainly when you're older, uh, they could understand it a bit more. Um but yeah, there is definitely a different because as horrible as, as it sounds, and it's not something that's good, but people do treat people, children in wheelchairs differently, no matter mm. who you are, really, because it's either the people that are. How can I describe it? But the people that are just sort of, oh, no, they're they're not socially cool sort of a thing. And then there's the people who are nice, but then they're overly nice and they start speaking to you like, oh, how are you? Are you OK? That sort of a thing. Mm. And. So I had best of both worlds, really. I got <laughs> a lot of the benefits of being in a wheelchair, but then I could sort of, without sounding horrible, have an all right social life with yeah. walkers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were, you, were you ever worried that, or did the doctors ever say there was a possibility you would be in a wheelchair for the rest of your life? Or was it all very much like, it's going to be all right? Uh, well, because... Th- my version of the illnesses have never um, has never been seen before. Um, they didn't really know. They never hundred hmm. percent filled me with hope. They said it should stop growing when I'm a, an adult, but at the same time, so so the the main issue is that they join around my knees, well my joints really, so my shoulders, knees, and hips in particular. They're all hmm. sort of. Uh, there's a lot grouped together and they grind down against the other joints and they're all a lot of them are still there now so I probably will have to have new hips and new knees at some point in my life and you said too that this is the first time kind of the doctors had seen this and now worldwide or I guess in England how rare is this I, I'm guessing hmm. rare. uh yeah so the once uh, yeah once I became six I was sort of mainly between two doctors one that was a knee specialist and one that was a hip specialist um and i think one of them i think he said he treated seven people in his life with it mm-hmm. and then one treated four 
So, and they were people who were referred to them through other people. So yeah, it is, it is very rare. And I'm uh, obviously mm. extremely rare uh, because I'm a bit of everything. When they got referred, were they around like your age at the time, like young or were they older in their life and, and realized it, you know? Um, I don't really know, but they, they all have said that when you're an adult, it stops growing though. So I presume they were mm. all treated as children mm. with it. I remember one one of them did say sort of when I was about 15, that he had someone come to him who'd they'd started growing again, but he only had like two within a year when he was he was in his late twenties. So because because there is the there is also the constant scare of they are tumors and you just treat them as a, as normal and it could be it genuinely could be cancer or something that spurted up and yeah. just going oh that's all right that's always we've got loads of these and you could sort of miss it do you know what I mean yeah. yeah. Well, I was just thinking there because sort of, you know, this this podcast and initially, I think whenever it started, a lot of the time we were thinking about conditions where, uh, you know, essentially the thing might be invisible to the naked eye or whatever way you want to put it, you know, not as visibly obvious. Now, the fact that you're talking about having spent a lot of your childhood in a wheelchair, I suppose what I thought was maybe curious was, is it is it a bit of a, a kind of a, a strange one in that we were maybe making assumptions before that well if you're in in a wheelchair you have a very visible disability it's more prominent and obvious to the the great masses the general public or whatever however i'm thinking about the fact that you know i had to go look your condition up and i'm not going to speak for the room but it was completely new to me or i hadn't really been aware of it before so is there kind of like a thing there where even though you're in a spending time in a wheelchair and people have seen that um it's maybe not something like he said there it's quite rare so it's maybe not something that is as much in the public uh, awareness yeah absolutely but i don't again because it is so rare i don't expect people to uh, to know about it um to be honest but it's yeah for me it's more why i think i'm a, a suitable candidate for this podcast uh, <laughs> is because i am someone who walks around i and stuff i've not really properly used a wheelchair for like seven years but i, I probably yeah. will again at some point but that's uh, it's more of i am a, a um what, how can i how can i describe it yeah yeah i've uh, <laughs> I, I am a walker but i've also got a, a blue badge for parking <laughs> <laughs> i'm actually part of the disabled community i've got a badge to prove it <laughs> Uh, silver linings yeah exactly but it's uh so yeah it's it's more of like like sort of say it's a perfect example isn't it when you do see people parking in supermarkets or something you there never are people who are in wheelchairs it's always people like me and if you wouldn't know that (laughs) you're just like sort of taught but it's just i can't walk distances i can't yeah do that and that's um yeah i've got a foot in both camps but not necessarily the best foot in each camp (laughs) (laughs) did you feel like um it affected your social life at all like being able to go out and stuff with people yeah yeah definitely because i i can't obviously do as much sort of sporting stuff as as a kid in particular I, i did try for a long time, I tried to just be a goalkeeper playing football with my friends. And um, 
the amount of times I'd just be completely knackered after it. There'd be no point really. But yeah, definitely. Even now though, I can't do most physical things. The the amount of thing we're at that age now where everyone just as a social thing will go, oh, we'll just go and get some bikes and go on a ride. Mm. I can't ride a bike at all. Yeah. And you do feel a bit of a wally as a mm. uh, 25 year old male saying, oh no, I, I can't ride a bike. And then, then you've got to have the conversation of like, it's about this illness. But initially, if people don't know about that, they're just like, what are you doing? You bloody pansy sort of a thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, do you really want to be friends with people who ride bikes for fun? <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. I was going to say, this is a good thing about getting oldly. When you get to my age, uh, you just talk about going on bikes. You don't actually have to do it. <laughs> well, it's a good way to uh, to cut people out of a social circle, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> oh, I can't do it. You go ahead, though. I'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, there are there are always things like that. Like obviously, this isn't like physically. I can't. I can ride a bike, but it's like because of my epilepsy, I'm not allowed to ride a bike. So yeah. I get how you feel on that. Sometimes it just feels shit because everyone's like, "Let's get Boris bikes," and you're just like, "Um, yeah, you know." <laughs> so I do get how you feel on that. One. Well, Lee, I was just gonna say now, you know. A- you know, full disclosure to the listeners as well. Um, we normally try to, to start these interviews as fresh as possible. Now, me and Lee try to reduce as much as we talked about this as possible, but he did dangle a little cart in front of me. He just <laughs> he just sent me a message with the words power chair football. So Lee, can I ask you to explain to me power chair football? So I when when I was sort of in my early teens, I said, power chair football is basically football in electric wheelchairs. Right. Um, and what that was, a, I, I've not really touched upon this yet, but that was an issue for me. I had to have an electric wheelchair because I've got them in my shoulders. So I, oh. I can't push in my, well, I can a bit, but not for a, a long period, more than sort of 10, 15 minutes. I, my shoulders just yeah. struggle. So yeah, I couldn't play sort of wheelchair basketball or something. But I, so I, um, yeah, I got into this sport and I was pretty good at it, to be honest with you. Um, I used to play for uh, Knott's Forest and um, it was not, it's not big or anything, but it's a, it's a sport. And I was, uh, yeah, my teams regularly got sort of the top four or five in the country. Deadly. And this is where double negatives come in massively because the bulk of people who played the sport were um, suffered from uh, muscular dystrophy, a version called Duchenne's, which is a muscle wearing disease where you you start as a a youngster fine and then it slowly wears down and a lot of them die in their early 20s. Um, So by the time they're sort of like 12, they're all permanently in a wheelchair and they just carry on sort of deteriorating. It's a very horrible disease. And I'd say probably like, Probably something like three fifths of the support, uh, the sport in general, are played by um, people with that illness. But there is a still other things like cerebral palsy and uh, other more well-known diseases there. But I um, actually got sort of thrown out of it because I was too able-bodied. At the same time as a guy with no legs got thrown out of it as well. Too able-bodied because he had no legs. Yeah, so they was really trying the hardest to uh, get the sport in the Paralympics. 
And right. it would have looked bad if someone with my, because you would have regular tests of like how strong you were and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And how much you could move. And their, uh, their argument with me was that I could play wheelchair basketball. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm strong enough physically now, but I couldn't play a full game of that. So yeah. it's not, and I'm really good at this. So I, uh, yeah. And I, to, without being big headed, I think I would have uh, played for England with it. I was that good, but it was, yeah. I never got trials and things where a lot of people around my age did or my skill level mm. did. And um, yeah, it kind of, it, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Being told you, you are disabled, but not disabled enough. <laughs> yeah. You, you're like Johnny Knoxville in that um, crappy movie where he pretends so you can get into the, um, um, the, the, the ringer is, is that, that what it is called? yeah the ringer that's yeah. a terrible movie <laughs> so you, you got the no professionals allowed mate yeah <laughs> yeah exactly that's effectively what it was um <laughs> but I, di- I did coach in that for like two years and i won i won leagues and stuff when i was a coach guys no biggie oh, deadly uh, class but um but yeah i was shoved out and i couldn't play at a national level anymore and it, well, what sh- yeah sorry go on steve i was just gonna say what a shame but i was mm-hmm. gonna say this is completely on the side but um just for this for lee's benefit really me and lee do another um podcast on the side uh about wrestling and one of the guys that we do it with johnny is a huge nottingham forest fan so i just thought uh lee now has bragging rights to tell johnny <laughs> that he's played for nottingham Forest. <laughs> johnny hasn't yeah there you go <laughs> There's always a silver lining. <laughs> there is. There is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird thing, isn't it? And and it's just that I physically couldn't do anything else. And the, that's the thing with disabled sports. The others are just botcher is thrown about all the time, and it's just so boring. What if you don't want to play botcher? I don't know if anyone's ever played it. No, what, what I've is, seen it at the Paralympics. It was really cool. It's like it's kind of like bowls in a way, isn't it? They have like this ball and you have to like throw it and it's really cool. I'd never heard of it before. It was really interesting to watch. It's quite like an intense sport, really. What do you have against it, Lee? Uh, well, I, I have the opposite view of it. It's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing the ball up a bitch. Playing football to playing balls. It's not. <laughs> yeah. <game. laughs> yeah, just imagine balls. That is pretty it much is the fun. same rule. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like Different only like balls. French people and people who are like ninety play balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So balls and curling and that kind of thing, you know. The, oh, I love oh, curling. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it's a game for you, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm surprised none of we used to play. That was what the uh, bottom set of PE used to. Uh, used to play at school all the time that was just their uh go-to i wasn't bottom set of pe as well guys by the way a guy in a wheelchair wasn't wasn't at the bottom of the pile you <laughs> had sets at pe That's yeah we thing. never had sets did you we had a big yeah. it, was, it was like Nothing 300 else. of us though so i think you'd have to do you know what i mean yeah, but still the fact that they didn't like encourage the kids that weren't as good at sport to like do some sport and get good. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They just yeah. made That's him play botcher. 
<laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, such is life. I was going to say that's a, it's a bigger the one. politics of your, your school. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something I was going to uh, touch on because I, I I hate to do the worries me sort of a thing, but I, no, th- I think because people did see me walking about socially, people were a lot harsher to me because they, they knew that I could chop back at them. So I would mm. get a lot of the the horrible things thrown at me i would have had um i'll i'll, I'll trigger warn it just in case you want to edit it out but a lot of the the spas right. the cripples the fucking all the horrible things like that the mongs whatever else yeah all th- and like pop culture never helps it so timmy was shouting loads oh. uh andy pipkin uh brian potter all the all the uh go-to sort of disabled people that are just caricatures you would get them all a lot and um yeah it's 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 interesting that because i could sort of stick up for myself a bit more than a lot of them do you know what i mean yeah yeah and well yeah you're also you're also one of the funniest people i know so i mean i'm not saying like you know this is the way it should be for everyone but i would imagine that you, you could have some pretty good comebacks compared to you know the likes of me who would you know trip over his words try to say something and then just start swearing <laughs> yeah yeah you do get that you could but there's like in general there's a lot of stupid like people are just standing in front of your wheelchair and wouldn't let you move or something or yeah. i just run them over quite a lot of the time Ram <laughs> yeah exactly but then you'll get in trouble for knocking them down but fingers crossed they'll end up in a wheelchair from it you know what i mean <laughs> 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 bit of wheelchair karma yeah exactly oh <laughs> i was just gonna ask would you find a lot of the time it was your like so like friends that would do this or would it be a lot of mm. random people and and how did you deal with that like when they knew what was going on with you and they would still kind of make fun of you um yes and no i, I like i'm always <laughs> i'm always fine with jokes about it really as long because you can tell when someone is just being horrible and someone's yeah. just having a sort of a quick jibe just some so if someone was just like oh he can't do it he's crippled sort of a thing i'd like find that fine i'm more insecure about my thinning hair than my legs to be honest <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of uh level i'm at but yeah you can tell when someone genuinely calls you something horrible um and yeah yeah and it's fine it's like all my like everyone has jokey things where they push the line slightly with the friends but it's yeah well also also like i was just thinking there as you were answering that that one that like in the i suppose short period of time i've known you i've come to be aware that you definitely have quite a big sort of close friends circle well that's been my experience anyway so i was imagining there is is that something that was the case growing up i mean did you kind of always have a bit of a crew around you and would that have made any difference like you know would they have tended to either be quite easy going about it or quite overprotective or what kind of a dynamic would there have been in terms of that um yeah i guess thinking about it no one's ever been that overprotective about it with me actually i'm a bit upset that that's never happened (laughs) maybe maybe that's more than them just trying to you know normalize things you know to not I suppose that, that that could be a thing as well. If if you were going out and people were always being overprotective, I suppose it would 
Like, it'd be a bit like I always talk about my dad now whenever I go into a restaurant. He's always going, oh, we've got a vegan here. And I'm like, shut up, dad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me speak for myself. So, I mean, I, you know, I suppose it's the same thing. If you if you always had people sticking up and making a, a, a bigger deal about things, it, it could also, I suppose, be an irritant as much as a, a godsend or whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's ever really been a... Um too much of a, an issue mm. i'm trying to think of a good example people like for instance when we went to we used to go to alton towers once a year as a school and because i had my wheelchair i i could take three other people to just fast track all the rides oh yeah, yeah. so yeah. for like two weeks before i was just uh, trading my group <laughs> <laughs> around uh, trying to get the perfect uh, the perfect mix <laughs> good great currency okay. Yeah, exactly. It's brilliant currency. But yeah, I, I was thinking about it, actually. I remember a time when we were swimming with school and someone did try and kick me and uh, in the chest not long after an operation on my chest. And uh, I remember this, uh, one of my friends just fully laying into him. Yeah. <laughs> we was I mean, like, we're, not, we're not supposed to support that, but, you know, I, I, I still do. <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Well, yeah, All my opinions are my own. Exactly. When you're a kid, it's fine, though, isn't it? I always try to get around to the same thing in each episode about... I suppose, again, I think that maybe that in some ways this is a bit more difficult, but we're, we were quite often wanting to try to dispel myths and, and these ideas that quite often the media can even create about conditions so that people are completely have the wrong end of the stick about things. Mm -hmm. And I suppose, are there, are there, is there anything that you feel like you've continually come up against about sort of things that just people misinterpret or get wrong, um, you know, or, or have a complete misunderstanding of things that, that, that you have to deal with as a result of your condition? Yeah. Again, like parking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that's an obvious one. Um, people will sort of tut at you and stuff, <laughs> but I need it. Have you had any kind of scenarios of somebody going, you know, oh, he can't do that or you can't do that? When something like, for instance, being asked for a bike ride, when that comes up, then you have to go, if the people don't know, you have to go on a full spiel of like, yeah, so yeah. it's not because initially it just sounds like you're being awkward or lazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I am. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose, you know, we've we've sort of mentioned in previous episodes as well about the fact that, you know, we don't often sort of label or think of each other as the condition. And I I suppose this has been the interesting thing for me in this episode that, you know, I've I've probably other than when you've actually specifically spoken about it, I generally haven't really thought much about it. So I suppose I was thinking now you know, say we, we were going somewhere and we got a tube or something before it probably wouldn't even have been in my head to be thinking, you know, do you need to sit down or should we not do this journey or whatever that might be. But the fact that I haven't done that up to now, is it the sort of thing where you would appreciate that kind of a comment or would you rather be kind of like, what are you talking about? You know, let's just yeah ca- carry on with this journey or whatever, you know, uh, maybe in different language used, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe in um in some respects yes if it is just like a a, a stupid like two hour romp across london yeah absolutely mm. uh, well i'd say it but, myself but well it made me think about you know about a year ago you went on a big track with me to try to find my 
bag that I'd managed to lose in the centre of London, <laughs> and I was like, like a like a dog off his leash, like ra- racing off trying to find this bag. And I suppose I never stopped to think, you know, maybe you had wished you hadn't agreed to go on, on the journey. With that. <laughs> no, no, that was all right because we uh, we sat down halfway, didn't we, and uh, had a lovely uh, glass of beer. Yeah, I think, or maybe a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Oh, that's um, that's as long as there's a pub at the end, it's it's quite all right. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, medicine. Uh, Yeah, weirdly, actually, that's a good example. A lot of the time, when I am absolutely knackered, I would need a seat on a train or a tube or bus Mm. or whatever, and or I feel bad that um, if I'm sat down and there's sort of an old lady stood up. But I'll be like, yeah. I, actually, I do need this. Um, yeah. If only there was something like a baby on board badge that I could. Um, I think uh, there is one, actually. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, I think it is called like invisible disability or something. But there is a badge you can wear so people can like not judge you per se, even though they probably still will. But you can be like, look at my badge. Back off. Yeah. I deserve this seat. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it like sunflowers or something? Like a sunflower oh yeah, program vineyard. Oh. I feel like those are also weird to wear though, because don't they make you feel like a bit? I don't know. Because <clears throat> I've I've been I've had that suggested to me because like obviously if I feel stressed or seizure, like I'm gonna need to sit down. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it just makes me feel like oh am I just like tagged now or whatever? Like, like it's a good thing, but I don't know if you guys feel like it's a bit of a double edged sword. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I there's still always stigmas. I was almost thinking maybe for your next uh, gift time, birthday, Christmas or something, I should get you like what looks like a sort of white walking stick or something, but it actually <laughs> do- doubles up as a night stick or a club or something, you know, ninja sword. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, what I normally do is if people are sort of tutting and they want the seat or whatever, I normally sort of make sure I like oversell a limp, sort of a passive aggressive limp. <laughs> 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 Kaiser, Kaiser Susie. You should, you should just completely confuse them and get like a baby on, you know, you can get the baby on board. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, on, a, on a similar note, actually, going back to school, there's someone in, who I'm fairly good friends with now and she was just not in the my side of the year at school. And there's like an assembly or something and I got an award or something or I had to go up mm. um, and I was in a wheelchair and then I just stood up and walked and she'd never seen me. And she was just like, it's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Class. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah, it does have its moments. On a similar note, one thing I did want to um, yeah. speak about while, um, yeah, while we're talking about sort of the uh, the insecurities of it is, uh, as you know, um, I, I, I'm a big fan of comedy and always wanted to do comedy. But mm. I, my main struggle with it is, uh, particularly trying to do stand-up, is that the bulk of stand-up I would do would be about being disabled. And because I'm not visibly disabled mm. i just feel like i would i i wouldn't have the credentials to do it <laughs> do you know what? well but maybe like you said you just you kind of like overdo the lump on the way up uh, <laughs> yeah just to make a real deal of it and then even like you know once you get started if you're ever feeling like you're losing the room you could just 
kind of move around All over. the stage a bit and, and show it, you know, show it up a wee bit more. Just, just really throw yourself on the floor, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that scene in Willy Wonka when he like goes up to the gate and then the like plane stops and then he somersaults over and like. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I think I think I'd really struggle because obviously everyone needs their own little niche and that would yeah. everything I've ever tried to uh, do in that respect has at least a nod to it. And I feel like it wouldn't be uh, sincere, but at the same time, I, w- I wouldn't be sincere if I didn't mention it. But if yeah. I did, I would feel like uh, they'd be like, who's oh, this fucking idiot? You can walk and stuff. You know? <laughs> You're talking about your experiences. You're not yeah. like- yeah exactly which I, I think is where the problem comes from and i've actually found like if if i see jokes about like dyslexia and epilepsy and stuff and it's coming from someone who has had that even if it's they have it very mildly i always just it's kind of comforting you're just laughing yeah. at the same thing it's like disability yeah. memes are yeah. amazing they're hilarious and i think it's like it's fine as long as you have experienced it yeah completely yeah that 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 whole thing as well i mean people in any kind of a a smaller group or a minority group or whatever always i think feel more and identify more with somebody who is of the of their kind mm. making fun of the thing because they go yeah they've got it they know it you know it kind of makes sense you, you, you could totally actually be kind of given some um real positivity to, to somebody else who's suffering with the same kind of a condition you know, they could go, that guy's nailed it. He's got it absolutely, you know, how it is kind of thing. Yeah. So I think, yeah, go for it. Like, well, There's it. one thing, a joke that I do sort of tell. I'm surprised I didn't start with this, actually. I normally <laughs> tell people uh, this if I'm in the right mood when it, when I just sort of drop the bomb that I've, uh, <laughs> the disabled bomb. Uh, and norm- normally I say some, something along the lines of, oh, yeah, I, I used to be in a wheelchair, but evolution was kind to me. And that's probably <laughs> addressing it. That's definitely definitely Love a good you. one to kick off. <laughs> and I wish I opened with that earlier. Now thinking about it. <laughs> well, uh, tell me this. I come back to the same things every week. These girls are starting to get sick of it. Um, <laughs> we, I make a big deal about saying how much I'm so bang mad into celebrity culture and i suppose i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say are you aware of um maybe anybody on the telly or in the public eye who has suffered from something of a similar kind of a condition or whatever especially because i know you know your comedy so well i was kind of curious if you're aware of anyone maybe with anything vaguely similar um not not really i mean the, the, there's wheelchair users um yeah yeah in things but, but it's not there's i don't think that there's ever been a representation like me that is sort of do you know what i mean can yeah the same the same exact kind of parameters of what's going on yeah it's yeah it's sort of come sort of get up and walk <laughs> to a decent yeah. standard so uh so i can fit in so to speak but um i don't yeah I don't think there has been um no but there is there is disability something I largely think about is very much underrepresented anyway in hmm. in general like the amount of people I know that are in wheelchairs or do have a physical disability I know obviously you cover 
invisible disabilities mainly, but um, from my perspective, there's barely anyone like it's always big news if someone in a soaps in a wheelchair and they'll tend to yeah. throw a load of disabilities at them as well when they when it is rather than have it like yeah like the average viewer's mind will be blown if there was someone with like a, a cafe table with three different people with di- different disabilities at it do you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah no i totally get that a lot like i was watching a film yesterday i won't, I won't call out the film because this is so common in so many films but it always feels like there's like a token disabled person like there's a girl mm. in a wheelchair they roll out every like few hours but that's pretty much the extent of disability in film mainly unless the film's about disability but you know what i mean you're right it's like the idea that if there were like three people in wheelchairs sitting down and having lunch it would just be like a crazy thing <laughs> yeah exactly and i think again i think tv's a little bit better there is a few sort of a handful of sort of notable people that are clearly disabled but filming in general there's barely anything that springs to mind at mm. least where people are in wheelchairs the, the bloody coach in dodgeball that's all i can think of off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> again that's, that's an old person <laughs> yeah so that all like a thing is you can learn to dodge a wrench you can learn to dodge a ball <laughs> <laughs> Do you go for a regular checkup still? Because you said it could like potentially come back again and things like that. So do you go to the doctors like once a year or how does that work? Um, I absolutely should, but I don't. I haven't been for a long time now, uh, several years. Um, but I, I'm officially off the doctor's books, but basically they've said right to them and they will sort me out. Uh, when it gets bad again because the the impending thing is that they know I've got to have new hips and new knees and you can only have two of each in your life and they only Mm. last 50 years each so in my head I'm thinking let's push this out as long as possible really yeah while I can still walk to a decent standard and still what's going to happen I know exactly what's going to happen probably in about three years time it will get to like a Saturday evening at a festival and my legs will just stop working and I'll be like <laughs> right there we go it's <laughs> this is it it'll be like a good ending you'll be like yep <laughs> we're yeah, out exactly. doing something I loved <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that'll be the moment but um, until that day comes I am not uh, but I probably should be but it's more the fear that we'll be going yeah, these need to be done, sunshine. Is there like, can you do physio or like, have you done physio in the past to try and sort of strengthen things or would that not really work in this kind of scenario? Um, so I've done that from operations because I've got, mm-hmm. uh, it's as I say, it's up and down my body, but every type of exercise really affects another part of your body. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. I've got it in my shoulders, hips, knees, ankles are a bit affected, just random ones in my legs everywhere's really my wrists as well that's another one everywhere's really <laughs> affected in some way if i do try and strengthen something so it's it's uh very tricky um to do things but at the same time i know i hinted upon it earlier sometimes you've got to outweigh the benefits so yeah. i might be aching for a yeah. couple of days after but at least i got that thing out there do you know what i mean for yeah. instance festivals I tend to always have a um, an extra day or two to recover because my uh, legs will be in bits. 
<laughs> feel like a boomtown. I'm just going to wrap you in a blanket and carry you around now, Lee. Please do. I would actually really love that. <laughs> like I'm one of those mean. big Greek things, like put him up and then we can like carry him around the festival. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like a massive set of stairs. So I'm thinking like a toboggan, maybe I could strap <gasps> you into, carry you yeah. up the stairs. <laughs> just a little joke. A big gold, a gold kind of stretchery thing, like a carriage. So it's like it's like a fair pharaoh. Yeah, when you get the four people, the four people yeah, and they're all carrying yeah. a beam. This is getting so extra. You guys have got to help me bring all this stuff to the festival. In my head, this is what everyone should be doing for me anyway. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're saying you're going to have to have like hip replacements and stuff. Does it feel like an impending doom or do you take it quite lightheartedly and well? Um, 50-50 probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's got to happen and I know it will happen. But yeah, like I say, I'm sort of holding it off the best I can while I still can mm. do most things to a, mm. uh, to a decent standard. But also, this is one thing I've always struggled with in my head as well. Where does normal pain end and where does my illness pain start yeah some say i've i i don't know moved house the other week when i was lifting stuff i was obviously knackered after it but so was everyone else and it's just like is there a point where my pain goes further does my pain kick in a bit earlier does (laughs) do i take longer to heal is everyone feeling the exact same pain because i've never known any different i wasn't like sort of gone this is what your your body should be like whereas a lot of people have had obviously not specifically that but you know what i mean you get the drift yeah but i think you've Mm. you've hit on a vienna something that i think you know is probably prevalent in everything where and we've talked a lot about different mental health things as well but i often think that as well you know I think I used the example that whenever I would have gone to a diabetic clinic, you know, they'd say, oh, do you feel like uh, you're depressed? And I'd kind of be like, what, like in general? Or are you saying in connection to this, you know, because I couldn't see, I couldn't see what the difference was, you know, where's the thing that's directly connected to yeah. this and where's just because you're alive in the world. Well, is, is there anything else, Lee, like we always kind of say, is there anything, or even if you were talking to like, you know, your younger self or other people suffering from a similar condition, is there any kind of words, wisdom or, or directions to anything? I don't know if there's any sort of resources that you find to be beneficial or anything like that. Um, just if there's anything in particular that you might have wanted to, to share not really. I think a lot of the time I didn't use my wheelchair when I should have just for more social yeah. things again. And I think I'd tell myself to milk it for as much as I want and get <laughs> stuff out of it as I could <laughs> um, while it was there. <laughs> Did you ever have any experience of, I mean, I was trying to think of an example that I could share myself in terms of, I suppose I felt quite often if I was ever trying to maybe apply for any kind of disability benefit or or like you'd said before you don't get in badges and stuff anything where i had to kind of like show how disabled i was i suppose you would put it like that that quite often i might not have qualified because in their framing of it i wasn't what they were talking about have, have you had any experience of that in terms of anything that has been easier or anything that has been more difficult mm. in terms of the, the brevity of how much you have to prove or um how yeah, disabled the, you are or whatever yeah there's 
Well, again, the power chair football thing, I guess, is exactly that, really, isn't it? It's of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to, yeah, trying to show someone how poorly you are. <laughs> it's really quite yeah, sick, yeah. to be honest, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's weird when you do go to those things because you do have to sort of say, oh yeah, I, I can't do that, but I can do it, but just not for long, and then yeah. And then, yeah, they'd ask you to do basic exercises and reach around. What they really want is someone to turn up with no arms and legs and just fall over in front of them. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the dream person. But the, instead, they're making you do all this stupid stuff that, yeah, that's not fun for anyone because it's <laughs> degrading for the person doing it. And the other person probably feels like shit for having to make someone do it. <laughs> well, Cheers, Lee. I mean, I think thanks in general, I was going to say, in terms of the sort of ethos of this program, I think you've been a perfect guest because I've talked often about the fact that a lot of our guests, I haven't thought of them as, you know, we said before, like Steve the Diabetic or, you know, Zoe the Epileptic or whatever it might be. Uh, We just kind of all know each other as we are. And I think probably of all the people we've interviewed, I had almost... I think when you actually said to me about potentially coming on, I had to kind of like catch myself and go like, what do you mean? <laughs> and then it was like, I had this sort of like, uh, took me back to, to you kind of talking to me about it. And, and I, th- I think that is kind of like a good positive thing to me that it's like, these things don't have to define and label who we are, you know? Yeah. Well, as I said, evolution was kind to me. <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean though, Steve, because, because I've done this with you, Lee, when you said, like, yeah. oh, yeah, disability. And I'm like, Lee, what are you talking about? <laughs> you, just, you just forget for a second, because, well, for our, for our lovely listeners who may have not seen Lee, you're very, very tall, kind of, like, well-built. And it's just kind of hard to imagine, like, a time when it was like that. So, yeah, I apologise yeah. for any time I've been like, what are you on about, Lee? Because <laughs> obviously you were on about quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much, Lee, um, for talking to us today. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back same time. I'm gonna say same time, same place. This is not a radio show. This is a podcast. You listen to it whenever you want. <laughs> but join us again next time for another episode of the Disability Podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.